Welcome to Join Our Table, a meal support podcast for eating disorder recovery. We are your hosts, Jose Savinsky and Jillian Walsh. We're Canadian dietitians supporting those with eating disorders to re-nourish their bodies and reject diet culture. Join us as we provide light distractions, grounding tools, and resources to help you navigate mealtime. Welcome to our table. everyone and welcome back. We are in episode six of the the a la carte episodes Um, and today we are challenging nachos. Jose is over there. Hi Jose. Hello everyone. And we have both um, taken some time to prepare. So we have side side plates of nachos. This is going to be our nighttime snack. And we've chosen a little bit of a different kind of condiment and different toppings. Um, And what we'll do is we will start to post slider images behind the episode title for these episodes so that you can see the snacks that we're having with you. All right. So um, are you ready to take your first bite with me? I am so ready. These nachos are yelling at me to get going. They look so delicious. Okay. Let's get going. I will lean back so I'm not crunching too much in the mic. Then I will wait. I'll wait five seconds for you to take your first bite. And then when you come back, I'll take my first bite so that there's not so much dead space. (laughs) I appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. There is going to be a bit of crunching. I think that we just can't get away from it, but – Absolutely. This is a meal support. <laughs> yeah. And it is a crunchy snack and we are eating it too, right? So mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's what people will get. Yeah. <laughs> is that crunching It away? is authentic. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going for my first bite. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> so folks, um, if you haven't joined us before, this is one of the two types of episodes that we do. And Jose and I will actually consume the meal or the snack, more so a snack actually, um, with you. So usually we'll put it out to our listeners as to what they would like to see and what they'd like support with. So um, you'll oftentimes see polls on our Instagram saying, hey, what is a challenging environment? What is a challenging food? Um, What is a challenging location? Let us know what you'd like to see and we'll help you um, navigate it in one of these a la carte episodes. So that is where we are today. Excuse me, Jose, um, (laughs) how are things going over there? The first few bites were very satisfying um i can share perhaps what my toppings are yeah sure chat about yours um so this is like a favorite combination of mine for nachos so i have cheese which of course um then i have peppers like bell peppers i have some onions i have some avocado like avocado chunks and um some salsa so that is my plate. It makes for a very colorful plate, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Are you in the middle of the bite, a bite or do mm-hmm. you want to share what's on yours? <laughs> so I went much more simple. Um, mm-hmm. I have cheese. I have banana peppers. Um, and I have a side of sour cream. Mm-hmm. So that is that is like my quick my quick kind of a nacho and I did them in the microwave whereas if I'm going all out and you know we're sitting down for maybe to watch a movie I'll do them in the oven um I'll mm-hmm. spend you know probably 20 minutes doing all the chopping of the 
the vegetables. I might do some chicken or beef. Um, but tonight I was I was doing the quick, quick and easy. So that yeah. is what I'm doing tonight. So folks, um, oftentimes what we'll do as part of this episode is we will talk about some of the common, um, I guess like misconceptions maybe or different themes that come up in diet culture around the foods that we're eating. So Jose and I kind of brainstormed about a lot of the things that we commonly hear around um, nachos. So one thing that I wanted to point out was um, oftentimes clients come to me and their fridge um, may be full of products that we would consider diet products. And so on a plate of nachos, they may do low-fat cheese um, as well as low-fat sour cream. So that is one of the first things I will usually say, um, you know, maybe to start transitioning to the more traditional or the regular cheese and the regular sour cream. And there's a few reasons I do this. Um, First of all, they taste a whole lot better. (laughs) So (laughs) let's be real. Um, You know, it is going to be those types of foods that they are, they're meant to, you know, we call them regular for a reason. That's the way that they originally were made. And they were originally made that way, most likely because that was the way they tasted the best. Um, so yeah. that's the first piece. Another big piece, especially with um, dairy products, and I say this a lot, even with like yogurt and milk products. Um, but oftentimes when we are eating dairy, we are looking to absorb vitamins, such as um, vitamin D. And so vitamin D is actually a fat-soluble vitamin. If we don't have fat in that meal, then we are not going to have the vehicle for those vitamins to be absorbed in our body. So why would we take out the fat? It makes sense to have it there, let it do its thing. There is a reason that we eat it. There's a reason our body needs it. Um, And so, yeah, that is my kind of Coles Notes version on why I would love folks to transition away from those diet products and into full fat cheese and full fat sour cream. Jose, did I miss anything? 100%. No, I am fully on board with that. And again, you know, really highlighting that piece that you said around them tasting so much better and not just the taste, but I would say the texture as well. Mm-hmm. Um the texture is so much nicer, so much richer, um, and that contributes to satisfaction, right? It contributes to being able to finish our meal and kind of go, oh, that was that was what I needed, right? And so, um, yeah, so that's another piece around choosing those kind of quote-unquote regular um, dairy products. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the other piece that I know – I'll sometimes hear some concern about, right, when it comes to a, something like a plate of nachos, um, is actually the the sodium content. So I know I've had a lot of clients say, well, you know, isn't that a lot of sodium, right? Shouldn't I be concerned about that? And and I certainly get where folks are coming from because that often is the message we hear, again, from diet culture, right, that this is a nutrient that we should fear. And I disagree. (laughs) Um, I think that, you know, unless folks have like a diagnosed medical condition where um, sodium is a factor and they need to be aware of the the sodium content, and certainly there are um, medical conditions where that is very legitimate, um, 
unless that's the case, there really is no reason to fear sodium, right? Our body is very good at adapting at the kind of varying levels of sodium that we get um, throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month. <laughs> we have a lot of mechanisms in place for our body to um, adapt. And, you know, not only that, but um, sodium is actually like a nutrient that we need. And I think we sometimes forget that because um, it has been demonized so much, right, that we forget that our body actually needs sodium to do a lot of things. Um, and certainly from that perspective of like balancing our electrolytes and, you know, there's a, there are reasons to include sodium in our intake. And so, um, yeah, not something to be feared. Mm-hmm. And just to um, to clarify, when we speak about sodium, we are speaking about salt. Um, yes. So thank you. <laughs> it is uh, – we're kind of using it synonymously. Um, so yes, for folks that aren't used to referring, we use sodium in kind of like the sciencey piece of the nutrition, but layman's terms, we would call it salt. So we're using that mm-hmm. kind of hand-in-hand. All right. Yes. So I'm chewing. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm. I'm trying to go um, kind of bite for bite with you, um, but mm-hmm. I'm finding actually <laughs> this might be too much information. But the um, peppers are creating a lot of gas, so I'm, I'm finding yeah I'm burping a lot. So <laughs> that is completely fair. Yes, we are human. Di- digestive systems. Mm-hmm. They'll do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, you will get you'll get you know 100 real here. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that is what is happening. But no, I have to say I'm enjoying my nachos tonight. It's it's a nice way to kind of end the week, um, and it was something that I was in the mood for today. So when Jose mm-hmm. reached out and said, "Hey, what shall we challenge tonight?" Um, that was what popped up. So, and I was totally on board. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, nachos are a go-to in my home. Yes. Both as snacks and as like meals. Sometimes we'll make a a bigger, fuller plate. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, you know, we love um, black beans. That's Mm. something we'll throw on as well. Um, Yeah. And then sometimes that's, that's our dinner. And I love, you're right, like if you're, you know, going to be watching a movie or that sort of thing, like nachos are such a great food for that because they're, they're finger foods, right? Mm -hmm. You can eat them with your, with your fingers. So, Mm -hmm. um, really nice. Yeah. One of my favorites. And I find I really like that you can kind of um like they they taste just as good warm as they do hot as they do like, you know, a half hour later. So mm-hmm. I do like mm-hmm. that, you know, if you're sitting down and watching a movie, you can kind of go back to them later. Um mm-hmm. which I totally appreciate. So yeah. Agreed. <laughs> I have to say, um I'm getting through these a lot quicker. I think maybe because we're we're switching back and forth kind of more um I guess like structured wise. So mm-hmm. I'm actually doing quite well over here. How are you doing? I'm about probably halfway, which is where we are at approximately in our recording as well. Yeah. Um so for anyone listening, good time to look down on your at your plate and see if you're about halfway like me and mm-hmm. if um yeah, if you're less than halfway, perhaps this is a great time to kind of pick up the pace a little bit. Um, and yeah, if you're more than halfway, then you've got a bit of flexibility mm-hmm. to decide 
yeah, mm-hmm. what you're going to do with this other half. <laughs> and I will say, um, oftentimes eating disorder thoughts will encourage folks to um, only eat one chip at a time or uh, really mm. take slow bites. We would encourage you to take larger bites if you are only doing one, you know, small chip at a time, especially those like little scoops or rounds. Um, So Mm -hmm. yes, it is very normal to, you know, not pick apart the cheese and have three or four chips together at a time. And that can help with pacing as well. Yes, absolutely. I know that one of the the tricky things with nachos is I like when my nachos are quite loaded. You know, Mm -hmm. like I like when there's lots on – and that can be hard because it ends up usually being a bit uneven and then you have like some some bites that are more satisfying than others, right? And yes. that's an interesting experience. <laughs> I hear you. I find yeah. um, I'm very particular about the cheese. And so I mm-hmm. really use the cheese as like the glue to keep all the toppings on it. Mm-hmm. Um, because if not, I hate when you have like you're going from plate to mouth, but then all the toppings like shake off. There's yes. nothing worse. So <laughs> I tend to be quite strategic with it. Mm-hmm. So. It's an art, really. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, yes. All right, folks. I am um, I'm getting to about probably I would say three quarters of the way. So I'm hoping um, that we are providing some light distraction hoping that we're able to provide some kind of fuel to fight back against those eating disorder thoughts while you are challenging a food that may be more difficult um, and something that might be newly introduced to your routine. Absolutely. We can get that. It can be definitely distressing um, to reintroduce foods that have been out of the rotation for a while. So if you can. For sure. um, Seek some comfort and find yourself grounding into the floor if you're able by putting your feet on the floor as well as leaning back into your chair can be helpful as well and having that support not only beneath your feet but all the way below your kind of legs as well as up your back absolutely yeah it can be a good opportunity to kind of bring ourselves back right to the here and now um because I know that's part of our the anxiety part of our brain right it'll kind of project us into the future or into the past and our thoughts can start spiraling. And so um, having that touch point, right, through our feet, through our back, helping us feel grounded in the moment mm-hmm. can be really useful. And we can always go back to that when we're noticing our, ourselves drifting, right, down that path is like, what's the sensation under my feet, right, or on the soles of my feet? So um, yeah, I love that reminder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are things going over there, Jose? Very well. <laughs> I would say I'm also about 75% of the way. Um, yeah, I'm about to take another bite, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be crunchy. Okay. <laughs> I will I will try and fill up some of that, um, that airspace as much as I can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I will say I don't know that I will do hot peppers again on this mm. live – well, not live, but on the, the recorded <laughs> body, podcast. Um, they're, yeah, they're definitely proving themselves challenging, so – Mm-hmm. I'm doing it, but definitely um, using more more water than usual just mm-hmm. to kind of, um, I guess, offset some of that spice. So, Yeah. I do have a question. Mm-hmm. And perhaps you can discuss that as I'm taking more bites. Okay. Um, what would you say to folks who, you know, are worried about actually 
um, having distractions during meals who say, well, isn't, you know, mindful eating something that I should be aiming for? There's a lot of talk about, you know, eating mindfully. And yet in eating disorder recovery, we take a very different approach to meal times. And so, yeah, how would you explain that to folks? Yeah, I think um, it's it's an interesting concept. And I think it may have you know, gain some traction over the past several years about um, being mindful and mindfully eating. And unfortunately, I will say that I believe, uh, yeah, I feel pretty confident in saying that diet culture has really um, kind of hmm, skewed mindful eating mm-hmm. or what it, it mm-hmm. was intentionally what hijacked it, it perhaps hijacked it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good <laughs> good term. Um, I think it has definitely shifted away from it, its first intention or um, what it was born from, which was, you know, it was born from a lot of good. I, mm-hmm. I It is something, it's a concept at its core that I do support. However, um, I will say that diet culture has has really skewed it for me. Um, I It's kind of spoiled, you know, what mindful eating is you know, initial, I, I want to say at its core. Um, but the big mm-hmm. piece with it is that when folks are living with an eating disorder, their mind is, you know, very largely consumed by thoughts um, that are intrusive and they can be very mean and they can be very convincing. And those thoughts do belong to the eating disorder. So what Mm -hmm. that means is that perhaps someone's eating disorder is telling them that they shouldn't eat, Um, or perhaps that the eating disorder is saying that these foods are bad. Um, So what we don't want folks to do is actually to tune their their ear into those thoughts even more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And traditionally, mindful eating is tuning inwards. Um, So when folks have a have a really, you know, strong eating disorder and that that eating disorder voice is present at mealtimes, um, we actually encourage folks to distract. We recognize that that voice is still going to be there, but if we mm-hmm. can use different mechanisms to distract from that eating disorder voice, ideally we are able to decrease some of the distress and anxiety that is being produced by the eating disorder. So Absolutely. I think, I'm trying to think if I, if I touched on all the key points, it's really about, um, it's not that we're eating unmindfully, it's more so that we are pivoting our attention to a place um, that will be more conducive to reducing anxiety at mealtimes and Mm -hmm. hopefully completing the meal. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's essentially what we're doing through grounding tools, right? And through distractions, like we're not (laughs) encouraging people to you know, fully disconnect from themselves, right? Through distraction, it's really, again, like you were saying, shifting that focus to something that might be more useful in the moment. Um, Yeah, because, yeah, like you said, very beautifully, when we tune in and we notice that, you know, our thoughts are actually full of the eating disorder voice, right? That can actually lead to more distress and that's not actually really helpful, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah. So that's, and especially when our goal is, you know, finishing our meals and getting that nourishment in, um, it's okay to use, you know, use the tools we need to use to be able to get there. And I think distraction is a, a really useful one. So, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, because I think, 
I hear that a lot. You know, why why aren't we encouraging folks to eat mindfully? Um, and I think mindfulness, you know, mindfulness and mindful eating at its core um, does have a place in some folks, you know, wellness and lifestyle. Um, but I think mindful eating these days has really taken a turn towards diet culture. So I'm very, very careful to um, to recommend anything along those lines, um, kind of without more exploration. For sure, for sure. And the two, you know, What comes to mind for me in terms of like what is mindfulness, um, it's that compassionate curiosity, right? And so I think that principle can certainly apply in a lot of areas of recovery um, and it can be used in a really helpful way. It's, yeah, it's when we take the kind of diet culture (laughs) definition of mindful eating that is essentially just another set of rules um, that it becomes really unhelpful because, you know, in eating disorder recovery, we're actually trying to move away from food rules and shoulds and rigidity, right? And so um, unfortunately, yeah, that can become another set of rules that complicates things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Jose, you just allowed me to finish up my nachos. How are you doing? Excellent. I am also done. Wonderful. <laughs> All right, folks. Um, that brings us towards the end of this sixth episode of A La Carte series or our A La Carte series. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, I will keep practicing. I'm, I'm still not going to get it. Um, but yeah. No, you're going to fool people with your French accent at oh. one point. They'll be like, is Jill francophone? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I know you'll get there. I, I have will. A lot of I will. Faith in you. Um, I was actually going to send you a video. I'm digressing, but this is too funny to not tell you. Um, one of Baby T's new toys or like new to us toys has a function where you can turn it from like English to French, mm-hmm. but the French is like the worst French I've ever heard. Oh, no. So, and my, my, my spouse was like, oh, look, this is awesome. Like, this is so educational. And then he hits it. And it's like red. And it's like, Hush. I was like, <laughs> No, 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 we we don't want we don't want no, child saying it like that. Nope, that's not what we want modeled. <laughs> Thanks, though. <laughs> Good try. Yeah. So I said, no, we will not be using the French function. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so, that's so funny. Yes, I will. I will send you a video. You will appreciate it. I definitely so. will. Yeah. All right, folks. There is your little giggle for tonight. Um, <laughs> and that finishes up our episode. So if you don't already follow us over on Instagram, that is the best way to connect. Um, it is at Join Our Table Podcast. Um, you will get frequent updates about new episodes, uh, grounding tools, resources, and it's a really easy way to connect with us. Um, one of the biggest challenges for Jose and I with podcasting is that we don't have that direct line to you folks. So please, please, please engage with us. We love to hear your feedback. We like to hear recommendations. um, And we want to hear, you know, about what you want to hear next. So if you want to send us a DM or an email, please do that. And wherever you are listening to us tonight, please rate and leave a review that helps increase visibility um, so that other folks can find us easily. Yes. And the only other thing I would add is that, you know, if you had, um, yeah, if you wanted to challenge nachos again, feel free to listen to this episode again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
these episodes are meant to be listened to as many times as you need them. And so, um, yeah, feel free to do that. And yes, we would love to know what you want us to challenge next. We're always open to your suggestions and to taking your lead in terms of what's going to be the most useful for you. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that we will get anything noisier than nachos. So yeah, (laughs) we can only go up from here. This was peak crunch tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Jose. Well, thank you for your time and thank you folks for listening. We will see you next time. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.